Thank you so much for joining me today on Just Praise Him Radio. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. Hello, believers. Welcome to the Just Praise Him radio program. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and the title of my message today is Called to Move. I did a a podcast back in May on being moved by the Lord moving you, and I think it was called Where to, Lord? But I needed to add some other detail uh, and things that I've learned since then. I know many of you have been called on by the Lord to move, and I think this will be helpful to you and others that think they're being called that will help you figure out, you know, some of the details. Thank you to all of you who expressed condolences on the loss of my friend. It was a very great loss, and I wish she was still here. But, um, you know, I will see her again in heaven. So thank you for that, though. I appreciate that very much. Okay, so what we're going to talk about are different aspects uh, of being moved. Now, this is not your normal, okay, gee, I think I'm going to move across town kind of move, or I think I'll move to, you know, Iowa and get a job there. It's not like that when the Lord moves you. When you move, you kind of, um, you know, arrange everything beforehand. You know, you look online or you go there and you rent a place and, you know, you go back and you pack up your stuff and you go and you know where you're going. You know where you're going to work. You have all the details already figured out. When the Lord moves you, it is a move of faith, and it is not like that. So it feels kind of weird uh, when you're going through it. I want to read you this one scripture that really, really applies, and, and I've been through this, so it's interesting. Genesis 12:1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land I will show thee. So he basically told Abram, who later became Abraham, I want you to hit the road, Jack, and, you know, like, pack your stuff and go, and I'll tell you on the way where you're going. You're leaving your family, you're leaving your, you know, your native land and all that sort of thing. And Abram went. And that may have been the beginning of Abraham's faith walk, that and believing for, you know, a son with his wife, Sarah. Okay, now, because someone asked, and because it is often related to being moved by the Lord. Let's talk for just a second about finding your purpose. If you have no earthly idea what your purpose is, how do you go about finding it? We've talked about this before. We're going to talk about it again. Number one, ask the Lord. He is the one who knows everything. Um, If you don't get a clear answer, you don't feel like you got an answer. What I did years and years and years ago was take a spiritual gifts test online. Your gifts are always linked to your purpose. When I took the spiritual gifts test, I think my gifts were teaching, writing, mercy, and encouragement or something similar. It's been about 25 years, so I don't really remember the exact answers. But when you, like if your gift, um, like if your number one gift, your strongest gift is to be a pastor, well, you may be called to lead a church. If your strongest gift is, say, worship, then you may be called to be a worship leader. So just look at what your gifts are, because that's the biggest clue you can get without the Lord just coming out and telling you what you're called to do. Okay, now the the $20,000 question, 
How do you know if the Lord is trying to move you to someplace else? Number one, he just tells you. In Woodward, Oklahoma, just after the first of the year in 2008, I was sitting on the, the couch at my little rent, rental place there, and I was drinking coffee and minding my own business, you know, fixing to read the word and pray. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I want you to start packing. I was like, oh, okay. And so I knew then that he was going to move me because let me just tell you, if you don't know this, God never tells you to pack and then just sit amongst your boxes. That's not what he does. God always does everything with a purpose. Okay, so another way that you might know that God is uh, trying to move you is if you get a word through someone, and it would be someone that you really trust, God will not bring you a word through someone that you're not sure is credible. Be aware, though, that being moved is a major thing. It is a very, very big thing. Like, it's big like uh, like who you're going to marry is big, that sort of thing. It's a very big decision. So you need to get your own confirmation from the Lord on that and not just move based on somebody else's word. I don't care who it is, okay? There are a lot of false prophets and a lot of wannabe prophets out there, y'all. you got to be careful who you accept words from. I'm just saying. And the Lord will be happy to give you your own words. People ask me all the time, can I get a word? Can I get a word? Yeah, read your Bible. You'll get one. That's how I started getting words. Read your Bible. God speaks through his word all the time. It's just a question of whether we're listening. Okay, so let's say that you know for sure you're being moved. How do you know where he's telling you to go? Number one, he tells you, but that is not always the case. Uh, Number two, you find out through a word through somebody that's credible. Let me explain. The word will come through a trusted source if it's done by word. It's not going to come through a magic eight ball. It's not going to come through someone who's a crackpot or or somebody that's weird. God will only speak to you through people he knows you know are credible. All right? Does that make sense? Our God is a God of order. When he sends me a word, he will send it through somebody that I know for sure is the real deal. He'll send it through somebody like, you know, Nicole. Um, He might send it through my friend Fred that y'all know as many rounds because um, I know his walk and I know he's, he's the real deal. So anything I get from him, I know he's prayed over it and I know that he walks with God. So if he's heard something, he's probably really heard it. When the Lord sent me a word through uh, Prophet Jay's wife at the time, when I was in Princeton, Texas, the word that I got through her was flee to the mountains. You are in danger. And I was like, oh no, that's not good. And so I was like, okay, I've never lived in the mountains. I don't know where to go. And so um, I prayed for several days and I didn't get any direction. So I had have an atlas. And so I got the atlas out and I opened it to the map of the United States. I closed my eyes. I laid my hands on the map and I started praying. I asked God to guide this one finger, my index finger, to where I was supposed to go. I did this three separate times over the period of about a week and every single time. It came up to come up here. Every single time my finger was on this area up here. And I'm like, okay, that's where I'm going. So that worked for me. I don't know if it works for everybody else. I didn't know how else to get, you know, an answer of where I was supposed to go. And if the Lord had said the name of this town up here, I wouldn't have had any idea where he was talking about. Okay, so what if you know you're being moved, but you he's not telling you anything about where you're being moved? Be aware that sometimes the Lord will have you leave a location and move to a new one with the intention of breaking your ties with some of the people in your current location. 
He may see that they will become a danger to you and what's coming, or maybe you will become a danger to them. Because the time is coming when you're even associated with a Christian, even being associated with us is going to be a danger to people, okay? And that's just one of the, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming. I don't want to go over all that tonight. It's but. Um, we don't always know all the reasons why he does this, but he does do it. The Lord will move you to keep you safe, or he will move you to keep someone around you safe. Just obey. Okay. Okay. You may be in danger from someone else, and the Lord is covering the trail as you leave. Somebody may be stalking you that you don't even know about. I mean, it could be anything. But if you told 14 people where you're going to go, then guess what? He can't do that. Then he cannot cover your trail and keep you safe. So it is very important to obey on this. And I will tell y'all something too while we're on this subject. Anyone who is trying to do harm to a child of God is seriously, seriously in danger. Many are called and few are chosen. The harvest is white, but the laborers are few. So those who are laboring in this time, when the last of the souls are coming into the kingdom, that's very serious in the eyes of the Lord. And people who are out to get you, I will tell you now, for those of you who are going through this, because y'all know who you are, they are stacking up judgment against themselves that they are not going to like when it comes down, and they are going to be able to do nothing about it. So pray for them. God says pray for our enemies. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for them to get saved, too. Okay, so, so if you tell everybody where you're going, if you do know, and you're going around telling everybody, then... Guess what? God can't keep you safe by covering your trail. So it is very important to obey if he leads you this way, okay? I've seen him do this with people before, move them and not uh, have them tell anyone. But um, <laughs> you should know ahead of time people are not going to like it when you do that either because everybody wants to know your business. But they also they want to keep in touch or whatever. But what matters is to obey God. Can I just say that? So he can continue to protect you. So just do that. Your first obligation is to the Lord. It's not to the people you know. It's not to your friends. It's not to anybody else. It is to the Lord, period. Period. All right? Okay. <laughs> when you're going someplace and you don't even know where you're going, you don't know how you're going to support yourself or anything else, fighting the fear is one of the hardest parts of being moved like that. Especially... Uh, if you don't know where you're going either. I fought that on, in the move to Princeton in early 2009. As it turned out, on that move, I actually had something to fear <laughs> because that time I entered a terrifying wilderness. I almost became homeless just months later. But that does not mean that you will, okay? Mine was so I could write the Wilderness Companion to help you with your wilderness journeys, okay? So you're not going into the wilderness just because you're being moved. Or even just because you're being moved, you don't know where you're going. Okay, so understand that. That does not mean you're going into the wilderness. We go into the wilderness when God needs to refine us. So if you'll straighten up and do what he says, you might not have to do that. Okay, when the Lord sent me from Oklahoma to Dallas in 1998, I was completely alone and I cried all the way to Texas. And I am not making that up, y'all. I mean, every single mile I cried all the way because I had to leave my mom and my two grown children there as well as my little grandson, who I absolutely adored. And I was alone for the first six-plus months until my son decided to move there with me. That was not a fun time. 
before he got there. It was not fun at all. Okay, I don't know if I ever told y'all this story or not regarding that move to Dallas. I don't remember if I did, but when I'd saved up enough money after work, I'd worked, I was working at Bank of America in Dallas, and I worked four months working every five minutes of overtime they would let me get, and overtime was not a common thing there, so, and I just begged because I had to get enough money to rent a U-Haul and go get my stuff so I could, you know, rent an apartment because I was living in an extended stay motel, and can I just tell you that is not fun. So I took my, I saved up my money. I took my week's vacation, drove back to Oklahoma, got my stuff out of storage. I rented a U-Haul truck and I had a few friends and plus my son because he was moving down there helping me load up. So when they got done loading the truck, they said, okay, get in the truck, pull it through the gate and we're going to lock the gate behind you. And I said, no problem. I love trucks and the bigger they are, the better I like them. It's just a thing about big pickups, big trucks. I had a man on the left and one on the right motioning, show me which way to go so I get through the gate safely. Okay, so no problem. I'm inching forward and watching their hand motions. Yes, I've got this, right? Y'all, I drove that U-Haul truck right through the fence, right beside the gate, right beside the gate. <laughs> while the men were simultaneously gesturing wildly while trying to jump out of the way so they can get run over. I cannot make this stuff up. Okay, that was not my finest moment for sure. I can drive a big four-wheel drive pickup all day long. Well, I could when I had my pretty black truck, but nobody lets me get behind the wheel of any U-Haul truck anymore, and they never will again after that day. I'm just saying. So sometimes, even with all the signs pointing how we should go, we still make a wrong turn. The Lord says that's a word for somebody. You made a wrong turn, even though you didn't mean to, and now you're beating yourself up about it all day, every day. It's okay, honey. We all do it sometimes. Just get back up in the seat and straighten out that wheel, and the Lord will get you back on track, and he is not mad at you. That's a lie from Satan. The Lord is saying specifically to tell you he is not mad at you. You have to realize God knew every wrong turn we would ever make before we were ever born. Nothing that we do is ever a surprise to him. He's not sitting up in heaven going, wow, I cannot believe she just did that. Did y'all see that, angels? Did y'all see that? No, he is not doing that. You just made a mistake. We all have at one time or another. Get back on track. The Lord is still your co-pilot. You're in good shape. He's glad that you care. I mean, he, one time I, I did something. I can't remember what I did. It wasn't anything huge, but just something. And I told, I said, Lord, I am so sorry I did that. And he told me that he was so happy that I cared that I had done something that was not correct because he said that a lot of people just do stuff all day long and they never once even acknowledge that it's wrong. So another related subject, how do you know if you're being led to leave your job and work for him? I get this one a lot. A lot of people right now are being called out of their jobs and even out of careers, and I'm talking like seven years of college kind of careers, okay? I'm not, I'm not just saying like, you know, two years. Probably the biggest clue, and this, this is what I've seen repeatedly, people that are called out of jobs. The biggest clue that you may be up for a promotion to kingdom work is if all you talk or think about is the Lord, His Word or kingdom work. When I used to stand in a courthouse all day long pulling books, I was constantly praying in my mind and thinking about the Lord. I was thinking about his word and I was praying, Lord, I want to work for you. I want to work for you. I don't like this secular envi environment, even though I'm grateful to have this work. 
It's just what, you know, I want to do the work that has eternal value. I don't want to be lining rich men's pockets. I want to work for you. Lord, can I come work for you? <laughs> this went on hour after hour, day after day after day. He probably promoted me just so I'd shut up. I don't know. And a lot of times when he is moving you, you are being promoted to kingdom work. Okay. Just so you know that. Okay. Another way that you can tell uh, that he's taking you out of your job is the anointing is coming off where you are or it has already left the building. You used to love everything about your job and now it's just, well, it's a job. It's laborious. It's drudgery. It's just a paycheck now. You don't want to be there. Like if tomorrow you did not need that paycheck, you would not care or would not care much if you ever saw that job or that place again, ever. And another way that you can tell is the brook is drying up. If the Lord tries to move you and you ignore him or you don't hear him, he will start giving you clues. And if you still don't get it, he'll just shut down the brook to get your full undivided attention. Okay, so you won't have any provision. So Elijah had been sent to hang out by the brook Cherith, okay, because he was hiding from Jezebel, and God sent him to the brook and said, go to the brook. I've already commanded the ravens to, to feed you there. By the way, he said, I have already commanded the ravens to feed you. Elijah's provision was already ordained. And every time God moves me, he'll say, I already commanded your provision there. Just go. And so, and I already know, I mean, I'm so used to living this way that I just know, but so there's Elijah. He's out by the brook Cherith. He's hiding from Jezebel because she said she was going to kill him the next day. And the ravens were bringing him McDonald's twice a day. So he was, you know, just hanging out, working on his tan, surfing the net, you know. First Kings 17, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. The brook dried up. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Look at verse 6 again. You've never looked at these very close. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Y'all, ravens do not know how to bake bread. And I'm fairly certain there was no 7-Elevens out there by the Brook Cherith. Perry Stone told the story of seeing, when he was in Israel, a picture or etching of some kind. And it showed the king's table all laid out in a feast. And at the, at the end of the table, the window shutters were open. And a bunch of ravens were on the table taking the bread. That means Elijah was fed from the king's table while he was in the wilderness, y'all. He obeyed God on where to go, and God made sure he ate not once, but twice a day. Think about that. You are his child. If he sends you where he's going to feed you, he's going to take care of you. He's not going to just leave you out there. That's not who he is. He's a good father. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Psalm 23, 1. If you go where he sends you, he's your shepherd. You're not going to be in want. Okay? Just remember that. Quote that back to the devil. The bottom line is, even if you do not know where you're going, your mighty God does. Even if you do not know how you will pay your bills in the new place, your mighty God does. God told me one time <laughs> when I was in that same wilderness in 2009 and I was fretting and prayed, oh God, you know, I need money to pay this and that and whatever. And, and he said, <laughs> he waited for me to get quiet for a minute. And he goes, I know exactly to the penny how much money you need to pay your bills. 
And he did, and he sent it. So I'm just saying. There are, you know, God knows exactly how much you need. These are the kinds of journeys that testimonies come out of that glorify God. But if we're running around fretting and being scared to death, it's not quite as much glory. Although they do do turn into some pretty interesting testimonies you can teach on later. But it's all about knowing the Lord. If you know him, then you will trust him because you know he is faithful 100% of the time. And I've been walking with him for 25 years. 100% of the time he is faithful. Can't I just say that? And I'll tell you something I've learned after being sent to new places more than once including when I had absolutely no clue where I was moving to when I left. Anytime the Lord tells you to move, he has already ordained all the provision you need in your new place. Always. Always. God did a lot of miracles for me in that wilderness and in other wildernesses. If you're afraid, get a copy of the Wilderness Companion and read it. I wrote about my experience in this in that book in detail, and that's the reason he had me write it. When I got through writing that book, it was 630 pages long. And I said, Lord, this is too many pages that we can't publish. This is too many. It's too big for a book. And so he told me to go through the pile and he would tell me each page if it was relevant or ir- irrelevant. And I did that. And everything that was irrelevant went into the trash and everything else was put together in the book. That's literally how that came to happen. I remember... <laughs> I remembered one day when I was in that really scary wilderness of 2009. And I had been through several wildernesses before when I lived in Dallas. But this one was, that was the big one. That was the one that just, uh, I was tore up from the floor up. I remembered that I had prayed and told the Lord that I longed to see miracles in my life. Years before that, so be very careful what you pray for. Because guess what? The miracles that I needed then were for me. They were for me to sustain me. Be careful what you pray for. But whatever he tells you, just step out when he tells you. Don't be afraid. Just believe. He will not require anything of you you are not capable of doing. He will not give you anything to do that he does not also enable you to do. And God will sometimes call you to do things you don't know how to do, but he will teach you as you do them. It's really interesting when he does that. He called me to write books. He called me to make podcasts, to do videos. I didn't know any, I did not know the first thing about, I didn't even know how to, how to turn on a camcorder and make it work, y'all. I had one. I didn't even know how to operate it. I'm serious. I can't make this up. I did not know how to record a podcast. I didn't know how to edit a podcast. When I was first trying to learn, I lost a lot of messages because I would hit a button and the whole thing would just disappear off the screen. I was like, where'd it go? And I didn't know how to get it back. And I would sit there and cry because I lost it. True stories. True stories. All right, that's all I have for y'all this week. I hope that this podcast has been a help to you. And if he's telling you to move, you know, get whatever detail you can from him. Ask him to send you words through people that that really hear him. And he'll send you words. He'll help you with that. And then just, if he's telling you to move, start packing. Just get busy packing and he'll fill in the details. Don't worry. All you got to know when you pull out of your driveway is which direction to point your vehicle and he'll take it from there. It's always an adventure with him. Jesus bless you. Thanks for listening. Y'all have a great week. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Praise Him Radio. You can contact me by mail at my new address, JPH Inc., Glenda Lomax, P.O. Box 60, Glencoe, Arkansas 72539, or by email at jphtoday at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination. Does your life feel like it's falling apart around you? Are multiple things going wrong all at once? Does it seem all your comforts have been stripped away? You may have entered the wilderness. Wilderness experiences are often times of great discomfort and lack. Every Christian must pass through the desert on the way to their promised land. Find out how to go from surviving to thriving by partnering with God as He leads you in the path that will strengthen your faith and prepare you to step into your destiny. The Wilderness Companion will help you find out why you have been led into the wilderness. Find out the biggest hindrances to receiving the provision you need in the wilderness. Find out what the seven temptations of the wilderness are. Learn how to partner with God in His purposes for you in the desert seasons. Get your copy of The Wilderness Companion today. The Wilderness Companion by Glenda Lomax on Amazon.com in print, Kindle, or audiobook. Do you know someone who is going through a wilderness season right now? Have you heard about the Wilderness Companion Study Guide? It's a workbook with 41 lessons, including new stories from the wilderness and questions to help you work through your own wilderness experience. Read each lesson, then complete the questions to apply the lesson to your own wilderness experience. Get your copy of the Wilderness Companion Study Guide today and get one for a friend. Available now on Amazon.com. The Wilderness Companion Study Guide by Glenda Lomax. Available on Amazon.com.